Welcome everyone! Today we are having a special episode at Trial and Error. It is called The Black Metal Project and it is done in collaboration with Rare Todd. Todd, what do you have to say to our listeners outside the Anchor app? So one thing I have to say was I start this next episode, this next segment, this next blurb is that uh, if you're not listening on the Anchor app, then you're missing out because um, you get all the music and uh, all the echoes and replies and call-ins and everything, uh, stuff you're missing if you're just listening on the podcast. So go to the Anchor app um, and download it. It's anchor.fm. And uh, go to the App Store, go to the Google Play and get the app. So that's my message for you before we start this next um, episode. Okay, here it comes. That's right, everyone. Get the app at anchor.fm. You really need to get the app for the full experience of this episode. For example, you will miss out on the music being played due to copyright issues. So Eloisa and I are doing a project together for her brother who's into black metal and he doesn't have a smartphone so he can't do these songs and and, uh, commentary and stuff himself. So I thought, and I, she asked me for help to, uh, to do this episode, to do this uh, segment, to do this uh, project where we play some songs that he selected and give a little commentary, talk a little bit about the band. And the band I just played is the first one, which is uh, Venom. We played in League with Satan and uh, Black Metal. And Black Metal is famous, that song is famous for starting an entire genre, subgenre of metal music. And it is um, not really uh, black metal, it's more kind of heavy, heavy metal. It's not, uh, it's the first, in my opinion, the first heavy metal, the first heavy metal. The first black metal band was Bathory, which we'll play later, um, because that's on the list too. But um, uh, Venom started the whole talk of uh, black metal, and then the early 90s came along, and people started putting corpse paint on their face and um, singing about the devil and making... Uh, very, very fast, almost so fast that it's slow sometimes. It's There's even a genre of black metal called atmospheric black metal because it's so atmospheric. So, <laughs> so enjoy, and uh, we'll see what happens next. This is an exciting project. I'm looking forward to it. Thank you very much, Todd, for agreeing to do this with me this kind of duet in podcasting on Anchor. This is indeed really exciting and I am very grateful for you collaborating with me. It means a lot to me because my brother, when I told him about Anchor, 
his immediate response was, Oh, can I have one? And I said, Sorry, kiddo, you do not have a smartphone. And he was like, Oh, but can you do one for me, an episode? And I told him, Yeah, just give me the music you want to play and let me know what you want the team to be about and I will do it. And so he compiled the list that I gave to Todd and we are going to do this. This is a surprise for my brother. He doesn't know about it yet. We are going to do it, as you have already noticed, in a duet kind of thing. Both stations on Anchor are playing the same uh, content. And my little brother, you know, he just loves metal, especially black metal and thrash. I think he's going to be really ecstatic when I give him the link for him to listen. Again, I have to say, people out of Anchor, please get into Anchor so you have the full experience. You just missed out on two songs from Venom and you are going to miss out a lot more. Up next, in our special episode about black metal, we have two call-ins from Todd. Let's listen. Alright, so this is the first call-in to the uh, the joint podcast, the dual cast, the buddy cast between Eloisa and myself, talking about black metal for her brother, who, which you should probably introduce, uh, Eloisa. Maybe do an interview with him. That would be a good idea. You could uh, bypass this whole um, messing with Rare Todd business and just <laughs> do an interview <laughs> with your brother. But anyway, I played the first two tracks by Venom, which are In League with Satan and Black Metal. And uh, I'm going to run out of space, so I will talk about them in the next call-in. Okay, take care. So Venom's been around for a long time, since the early 80s. Uh, they came out about the same time Slayer did, and uh, Slayer in no way is black metal, but uh, neither is Venom, in my opinion. I think they're they're heavy, heavy metal, um, but there was no such thing as black metal until they came out with the song Black Metal, and an entire genre took off from that one song, and People started uh, wearing corpse paint and uh, playing really fast tremolo guitar noises so fast that uh, it even sounds slow because it's so fast. And uh, we'll get into a whole lot of different topics about black metal, but uh, uh, Venom is your first foray into the genre. There you go. Hope you enjoy. Hey Todd, but I want to mess up with Todd. This is fun. We should do this more often, with other teams perhaps. The interview idea is a very good one. There's just one problem. I can't use the interview feature on the app because it only works with USA numbers and is not in the USA. So... What can I do? What can I do? What can I do? I can't do an interview in my house with him because I do not live with my brother and I miss him so dearly, but I probably will only see him in Christmas time. Anyway, up to a more cheerful event. I know my brother 
very well and I know what he would say sometimes. So when you say that Venom isn't really black metal, when you said that in my mind I had, <laughs> even with his voice, I had this thought, well, of course it isn't black metal. No, my brother doesn't talk like that, but let's just pretend. Well, of course it isn't black metal. It's the influences. And I did that list in a chronological order. <laughs> Kiddo, if you are listening to this, please don't be mad at me. But yeah, that's what I, I, I think he would say, that Venom are the main influence behind the black metal genre, and that's why he put it in the top of the list. I can, however, try to call in, you know, through normal phone and ask him about it. And also ask him to record something. I don't know if he will do that, but maybe, maybe he will record something, some commentary of his own. And I could insert it here if he does that on time. I'm not sure about his schedule right now. Anyway, thank you very much for the call-ins, Todd, and for helping me with this black metal project. This next band, Death SS, is uh, short for Death of Steve Sylvester, which is one of the members of the band, and they are from Italy, and they're still going strong since 1977. So 40 years now they've been around, and uh, I guess you could call their early stuff uh, um, influential in the black metal scene, and, uh, we're gonna play a couple tracks from Death SS now. Hope you enjoy. So that was Zombie by Death SS, and before that we had Terror from 1977, 40 years ago. It's hard to believe. Uh, this next band, um, is not one of my favorites <laughs> because I can't get past the singer's falsetto voice and uh, King Diamond went on to do a solo career he's the singer and um, he's still still out there um, and some people say that uh, well I say he's the Frankie Valley of heavy metal <laughs> Some people really think he's a genius and they and they worship him, but uh, I'm not a big fan. I hope uh, you enjoy listening to Merciful Fate is the name of this band. And um, they've been around since the 80s as well. And um, we're going to play a couple tracks. All right. Enjoy. <laughs> This next band is Bathory, and in my opinion, and in the opinion of many others, this is the real, very first black metal band uh, that actually had the sound with the fast tremolo picking and the, the 
black metal vocals and just that feel, that sound of black metal. Um, I'm not an expert in black metal, by the way. So this is just my opinion. But many believe that Bathory were the first was the first black metal band to actually sound like black metal, if that makes any sense. So we're going to hear some Bathory now. And if you don't know, it's named after Countess Bathory, which is also uh, another Venom song, which I should play. Countess Bathory used to bathe in blood and of her victims uh, or... Yeah, victims, I guess. (laughs) And that's something uh, historical you can look up. I don't know all the details, but I do know that much. Uh, So Bathory, coming at you. Murderer or victim? It may be that Bathory was a sadistic murderer, or that she was simply a harsh mistress whose enemies turned against her. It could also be argued that Beatrice's position had become so strong thanks to her wealth and power and a perceived threat to leaders of Hungary that she was a problem who had to be removed. The political landscape of Hungary at the time was one of major rivalries and Elizabeth appears to have supported her nephew, Gabor Bathory, ruler of Transylvania and rival to Hungary. The act of accusing a wealthy widow of murder, witchcraft or sexual improperty to seize her lands was far from unusual during this period. In fact, if you look at the crimes, at the alleged crimes and at the lack of trial because she died before she could even be trialed, you will see a lot of similarities with other strong women. You may notice how this myth of Bathory taking virgin's blood to bathe in it relies on a few ideas. That a woman needs a man to be complete, that a strong woman needs victims, among other things. So, is Bathory taking a bath in virgin's blood? Elizabeth Bathory, a beautiful and smart Hungarian countess, runs the largest estate in the next Transylvania without a man, widow at 44, and becomes an ugly demon killing and torturing innocent peasant girls, often using their blood for rejuvenation. Her main accuser, benefits directly from her fall. She is not present at the trial and is sentenced to isolation. She dies at 54 and her grave location is unknown. So, Elizabeth Bethry, is she guilty or innocent? If you Google Bethry innocent, you will find around 10 or so articles about this. And there's one in particular that I would like you to read. It's from a website called Rejected Princesses. And it was the first time that I had the notion that Elizabeth Petrie might not be guilty at all. 
but instead a victim of politics and greediness around her. All of this info was not from my own mind. I mean, I knew this, but in order to tell you, I had to brush up on my knowledge. So, as I told you, a simple Google search will give you a lot, more than 10, but those 10 that I mention are really good sources. I will, however, mention the three from which I took bits and pieces in order to let you know about it. So, you can go to a page from Quora with a question called Is it possible that Elizabeth Petrie was completely innocent? And the patterns that I told you about came from a really huge answer from Nicholas Anderson. Then, there's another article from you may know it, Totco, called Elizabeth Petrie, Mass Murderer or Victim by Robert Wilde. This one was updated in July of this year, 2017. Then, as I already mentioned, my favorite article about this and also the very first one that I read from the site Rejected Princesses called Elizabeth Petrie the blood countess. So this was my commentary regarding Bathory. Eloisa, that was really cool. Your um, history about Countess Bathory. I didn't didn't know any of that. I just listened to hearsay and uh, accept it. So good work with the research and everything. Yeah, I think I'm going to be the uh, person who just says, oh, this is a cool band. Listen to them. <laughs> and you'll be the one with the facts and the figures and uh, the real the real deal. I have to confess something, Todd, and everyone listening. I didn't do much research, you know. It's just that I have a lot of friends who like metal, and I saw that link about the rejected princesses on my feed somewhere, maybe on Facebook or YouTube. And I just went there and found out that my beliefs were wrong because I remember as if it was today the first time that I listened to Battery. I was in a music store. The person who was on the counter told me. She told me about Battery being this evil witch who used virgin's blood to bathe in it and rejuvenate. And I think that part of the reason why this legend and this belief still continues is not only about the lack of widespread information about Petri's innocence, but also because people keep spreading these lies, especially the music industry and labels. You know, it sells. It's like sex sells and crimes sell as well, I think. So... She told me that and I was, I, I remember that I was very curious about the band and I didn't purchase the CD because I didn't like it. <laughs> I listened to some of the tracks in the music store and I was like, no, that's not for me, thank you very much. Nope, 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 nope. 
but I do like this idea of battery being innocent and of the research that is now still ongoing about this, about checking the facts. So yeah, there's that. I'm not sure if I will be able to keep up with you regarding being the real deal, as you say, but I will come in from time to time when I have something to say. I hope you're enjoying the Black Metal Project here on uh, Eloise's station, Eloise's New Life, and Rare Todd station. And uh, like I said before at the beginning, if you don't have the app, the Anchor app, if you're listening to this on a podcast, you're missing out on all the music. So get the app, uh, download it, and use it, and start broadcasting. We need some more people on Anchor. Uh, there can't be enough. Todd is right. This was yet another friendly reminder that to get the full experience of this episode, you have to come down to Anchorverse. So download the app. There's for Android and iOS as well. And join us and be one of us. One of us. One of us. One of us. We're going to continue with the black metal project and um, let's see what we have up next and talk about them afterwards. Bulldozer is another band from Italy. They got their start in 1980 and they had to break up right after they formed because they had uh, uh, national service obligations. So I guess they had to go into the army or whatever and um, then they got back together and uh, made some records and um, apparently they are only their first albums are black metal albums their later stuff is more thrash metal so hope you enjoy that and then we'll continue let's see the next band is going to be venom again with the track called seven gates of help and uh, if you're eloise's brother and you're listening to this for the first time i hope you're enjoying it we had a lot of fun making it and um enjoy if you have any comments Call your sister and let her know, and we'll put them into the broadcast somehow, maybe, if we can figure that out. Anyway, uh, everybody have a good weekend. If you're listening on the podcast, get the Anchor app. Uh, It's time to get back into the uh, Black Metal Project, and we're going to play a couple songs. Why don't I do two bands? Yeah, I'll play four tracks, or three, or something. We'll figure it out. Okay. You're listening to the Black Metal Project with Eloisa and Rare Todd on both stations. Woo! So we had Venom, Destruction, and Ghost Rider. I uh, don't know much about Ghost Rider, but uh, Destruction was in there. I'm not sure why Eloisa's brother picked Destruction. I guess you could call them Blackened Thrash. But uh, in my opinion, they're definitely a thrash band more than a black metal band. But uh, it doesn't matter. It's... It's all in uh, good fun. Uh, We can play whatever we want. And we're playing what uh, Eloise's brother wants. So, hope you're enjoying this, Eloise's brother. Um, Don't even know your name yet, so I'm going to have to ask Eloise what what it is. Anyway, I hope you're enjoying this. And we also had Venom from the album At War With Satan, Seven Gates of Hell. And um, that is a a classic album. I think it's underrated. It's got lots of good songs on the the second side. Remember, Remember sides of albums? 
I still have albums. Uh, I don't have that on vinyl, though. I've got lots of vinyl, but not that. Um, but there's uh, Rip Ride on there and uh, the song called Arg. <laughs> so I'm going to play both of those. Just uh, They're not uh, scheduled for this show uh, on the list, but... Uh, I enjoy them too much to let them go by without being played. So uh, let's hear those next. But yeah, more Venom and Destruction. Not really black metal, but um, it doesn't matter. Okay, so uh, here's some more Venom. Enjoy. Funny story. I actually do not call my brother by his name. I call him Putu, which roughly translates as Kido in English. I call him that since... He was born, really. Well, no. Since he was able to speak, because he will always be a kid to me, even though he's now a full-grown man. <laughs> I think that one of the reasons for you finding some thrash metal in between those is because my brother likes trash so much. And I like something as well. I mean, something from trash. The technical trash. At least that's what my brother told me after he played a lot of trash to me. And I would go, nope, nope, yes, nope, nope, yes. And the yeses were all from technical trash. And how did I got into this um, sort of scanning... <laughs> of my metal trash um, tastes. It was after going to a concert, to a metal fest concert here in Portugal, the Vagos, where we listened to a band that I got admired. I was amazed. Oh my god, I like this. What is what is this? And it's not that I don't like metal, but the kind of metal that my brother likes is really, really, really heavy in comparison to the kind of metal that I usually like and listen. So I went to this metal fest with him and Coroner was playing and I found myself nodding, you know, and dancing and, oh, this is cool, what is this? He told me the band's name and what the genre was trash and I was like trash like trash to put in a bin and it was like no 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 trash or something like that I don't know anyway when we got home I asked him hey what's that band that I like and he told me it's corner and it's technical trash or at least I think that's what he said this was a really long time ago anyway I like technical trash that's what I know <laughs> And I like Corner, and I went to a metal fest with my brother. I wanted to talk about this because I completely forgot about the quote-unquote dress code. So everyone around me was in black, you know, all those goth types of clothes and some heavy metal, you know, the stereotypes. And you know, you know what you find in a metal fest. So I went there with some light blue jeans, a t-shirt, black and white but with polka dots, and a really bright yellow cardigan. Yes, I felt like the big birdie 
in that festival. One really good thing though came out of this. First, actually more than one. First, I amused myself and then I was really, really, um, not, not hard, I was really easy to find and I didn't even cross the events, the festival's gates. I was already listening my name. <laughs> hey Luisa, you're here, cool, cool, cool. And having a friend hug me because he hasn't seen me for a big while. So that was cool, you know. I was this big yellow dot amidst all this blackness. <laughs> This is really not about black metal, but well, it's all in good fun, right? So I wanted to talk about this, and I did. Eloise, I'm really glad you were able to amuse yourself <laughs> by dressing in a yellow cardigan at a metal fest. Now that, I think, that really screams metal, because if you're willing to dress differently than everyone else, that shows that you are... You don't give a damn what anyone else thinks. You're going to wear what you're going to wear, despite uh, the so-called dress code. <laughs> I knew a guy, uh, I know a guy who once wore a suit to a metal show, but he did have a big patch on the back. <laughs> I think it was a Goodwill suit. <laughs> but that's a great story, sticking out like a canary. That's funny. Yeah, uh, I, I have to look up that festival, uh, Vargos, and... Uh, Check it out. Actually, I didn't feel as much as a canary. It was more like Big Bird from Sesame Street because I'm a big girl. <laughs> I think canaries are small. Oh, and uh, the yellow was the exact same yellow as Big Bird from Sesame Street. Regarding Vagus Festival, it started in 2009 as Vagus Open Air and it was in Vagus, which is a place in Portugal. And then... In 2015, the how do I say it? The people behind that festival changed it to, to Corroios, and doing that, they could not still use the name Vagus on the name of the festival, so they now call it Voa Fest. They <laughs> picked the initials of Vagus Open Air and added Fest on it, and a lot of people saw this, and myself included, as a betrayal, because the community in Vagus is a really small place, and they welcomed the festival, and then they grew up and went to the capital, as most things do. This is a pattern here in Portugal. Things start usually in the north, and then go south to the capital when they are big. Not like big in Japan, but big enough to go to the capital and then grow some more. In Corroios, the whole experience Experience of the festival is lost. Vagus open air was in a field. You had the trees, you had nature surrounding you. It was very friendly. I don't know about Voafest. Maybe it's still friendly, but I know one thing. A lot of people started to boycott it and not go there because of this transition. They also didn't announce it very well. And the whole municipality of Vagus was also stunned by this. Because, see, this, this festival started with the support of the municipality. So it's, it's really a, 
a twofold betrayal. Now, what did Vagus do? Instead of crying around, Vagus made up their own metal fest. So now we have two metal fests. Well, we have more than two metal fests, but Vagus has now the second iteration of a metal fest. It's called Vagus Metal Fest. So if you want to dig in, maybe visit Portugal and go to a really, really cool metal fest, go to Vagus Metal Fest because that's the one that you will want to be in. Holy black metal Batman! I mean, bat hyphen man, triple in, one exclamation point. This is Robin for you. That's Rob underscore Ben, B-E-N, the number four, and the letter U, calling. I'm so worried about Eloisa and her brother and Todd and their souls. What's going to happen to them if Satan takes their souls? What can we do? I mean, I just wear a, a small mask and... Very tight leotard, and 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 I have no special powers, and every ex will probably recognize me. What can I do? What can we do to help save them? Bat hyphen man triple in one exclamation point. Oh, that is so so funny. But why are you worried so? We have no souls. Didn't you know? <laughs> But anyway, thank you very much for the worrying. <laughs> I don't know if Batman NNN one exclamation point helped or not. Uh, <laughs> I'm still here. I'm alive. I survived. <laughs> Anyone listening to this outside anchor... I have to explain something. We have this thing where sometimes some characters of ours come out of the closet and <laughs> the things like this. <laughs> um, yeah, and they are worried about me and Todd and my brother, apparently, our souls at least. Uh, I do invite you to get the app and join on the fun, not just on the conversation, on the art versus artist conversation, on the black metal project conversation, but also be part of the silly fun and games that we have going on around here. Do join us. Up next, a call-in from Lulu and Todd's reply. You probably know this, but like a while ago when um, I was chatting, first chatting with Eloisa and she told me about her brother and how he wanted to do the black metal thing. And I said to her, I know the perfect person to collaborate with about this. Red Todd, he'd love to have an opportunity to have something to sink his teeth into. It's so funny because I, I just knew like because of the stuff he'd done before, we had a theme and just really went off with it. And I'm so happy to see this proof of concept. Yes, I'd love the opportunity to have something to sink my teeth into. Yeah, it's pretty nice. Help! I need somebody help. I need somebody help. Just anybody help. Because Todd has sink his teeth into this metal project. This black metal project. And I am bleeding. 
with so much editing work. I don't know if I will publish this or not, but it's fine anyway. <laughs> Another thing about Venom, this is turning into the Venom show, I'm sorry everybody. <laughs> um, there are two bands called Venom, there is one called Venom and one called Venom Inc. The, um, and I should know their names, there's Kronos, Abaddon, and one other guy who's the original trio, and Mantis. And um, they broke up and uh, Kronos... He's the singer, I think. I should look these facts up before just spouting them off here. Anyway, the singer um, went to went on with the rest of the band without the rest of the band Venom, and the other two members or the other yeah the other two members went and got a new singer and started Venom Inc. and they're coming to town on October first here in Atlanta. So we're going going to see that. It's going to be fun. So I hope you're enjoying this and stay tuned. Okay. Hey, little brother, do you have anything to share? I'd like to say that Venom really were the first black metal band. Bathory are a great band, but essentially they were imitating Venom. The only difference between them is that Quirthen uses higher pitched vocals, whereas Kronos mostly does growls. As for Venom being heavy metal, I disagree. Songs like To Hell and Back, Countess Bathory, Seven Gates of Hell and Buried Alive are very different from your typical heavy metal stuff, you know? When I listen to those songs, I don't get the same feeling as when I'm listening to stuff like Iron Maiden or Judas Priest. Venom sounds darker, more sinister. Also, there were some bands in the 80s labeling themselves as black metal. For example, Cut, Running Wild, Black Cross. All of them sounded a lot like early Venom. And you could call a band like Death SS proto-black metal, since they were playing the same genre before it had a name. Damn! That was a really good answer, or at least a long one. And it's funny, I never knew your voice was so... well, like this, on an electronic device. <laughs> so, did you hear that, Todd? My brother disagrees with you. We were talking about whether Venom is the first black metal band or not. I think we can we can agree that uh, proto-black metal is a good term for some of these bands that, uh, like Venom, who are calling themselves black metal. And I'll, I'll, kiddo, I'll give you that much, that uh, the songs you mentioned and the bands you mentioned do have that sound, but I think in part, in, in as far as being consistent in the sound, I think you'll find that Bathory is uh, uh, one that uh, stays black metal throughout an entire album. That's just me. <laughs> we can agree to disagree. But anyway, I hope you're enjoying the show. I hope all of you are enjoying the show. Here comes some more black metal. Enjoy. On a side note, since we're playing a thrash song, I just played a thrash song by Sepultura. I don't know if you know this, uh, kiddo, but there is a tour going on with uh, Max Calavera and Soulfly doing the entire Nail Bomb album point blank all the way through. And I think I'm going to miss it because I'll be out of town. But uh, I don't know if it's a European thing, too. You should definitely check it out. That's another band that's kind of on the edge of whether or not you consider it uh, true metal or not. I don't know 
if you're a fan or, or not, but Max Calavera went on to do several different things, including Soulfly and the Max Calavera Conspiracy, Nail Bomb, which I think is his greatest work, even this early Sepultura stuff, which is excellent. I still like Nail Bomb a lot better. Maybe that says something about my taste in black metal. I'm very particular. In fact, I don't even consider uh, Sepultura to be black metal, but like I said, we're not picking the songs, folks. It's Kiddo who's picking the songs. <laughs> We can argue about it all day and all night, and that'd be fine. It makes good for good radio. But yeah, check them out. And also, Eloisa, I uh, uh, listened to your talking about the technical thrash, and Corner was one of the bands. So I thought I'd throw on some Corner, and also another band, one of my favorite bands, who I guess you could call them sci-fi thrash, is Vector. Uh, we'll throw some of that on, too, and I hope you enjoy it, because it's pretty technical. But uh, yeah, Sepultura was... Um, influential in many ways. Yeah, I like it when it's technical. I do have to check out that sci-fi thrash subgenre. I mean, I do like sci-fi and I like technical thrash, so a mix of them, I should love it, right? Let's see. Up next, we have sort of a call-in from my brother again regarding black metal uh-huh todd listen up i checked out nail bomb i didn't know them before i heard point blank it's a decent album even though i don't really enjoy industrial metal now regarding sepultura the song you played antichrist is definitely black metal it has tremolo picking blast beats satanic lyrics a dirty sounding production, very harsh vocals, all of those things are characteristics of black metal. Sepultura veered off into a thrashier territory with their second full-length album, Schizophrenia, and then later they became a pure thrash metal band with Beneath the Remains. So kiddo, I'm willing to concede a couple points on Sepultura. I'll give you the fact that uh, it does sound an awful lot like black metal, so if it looks like a duck and sounds like a duck it must be a duck <laughs> um, but definitely their other albums not so much they uh, took a thrash turn and then a weird tribal turn with uh, Roots Bloody Roots which um, I'm gathering you're a purist and, and you're not into that kind of stuff since you don't like uh, a nail bomb um, but that's okay. Everybody has their own taste. No big deal. Uh, anyway, uh, so score one for kiddo. All right. This has uh, been fun. Thanks for participating. Damn, Todd, you got schooled. are going to get into some Celtic Frost and uh, I think we can all agree that they were definitely if not black metal definitely influential for black metal and Tom G Warrior is uh, an amazing composer uh, he's in a band now called Trypticon which is also very dark and sounds a lot like old not old Celtic Frost but it sounds like Celtic Frost basically the, their last album was Monotheist 
and when he started up um, Trypticon, it just sort of took over that same sound, but uh, refined it a little more. And what I like about Tom G. Warrior and Celtic Frost and Trypticon is it's not all just about the devil. It's not all satanic, even though some of it is, um, but it's more about emotions and I think that's uh, a little deeper than a lot of black metal bands like to go. And anyway, why don't we play some old Celtic Frost and then play some new Trypticon. And you can see how they've evolved over how Tom G. Warrior's sound has evolved over the years. One thing I don't understand about Tom G. Warrior is he always wears this hat, this knit hat. And even when he's got paint on his face, he still has this hat on, which I don't know if he's going bald or what. So yeah, he always wears this hat. And I, when I met him at the masquerade some time ago when they were on their monotheist tour uh, opening for Typo Negative, I should have asked him about the hat. But I didn't. I just said, I said in German, because uh, he's from uh, Switzerland, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's from Switzerland. I think he's from Switzerland. Anyway, I said that uh, your music is beautiful. <laughs> Deine Musik ist schön. Uh, and I think I even butchered it just now. But anyway, let's stop talking and get into some Celtic Frost, a band that I used to not like. But they grew on me, and uh, now I really like them. Hey, Todd, maybe it was just his lucky hat? Anyway... Deine Musik ist schön. That's the right way to say it. So, you didn't butcher it much of it. I would have said, Deine Musik ist schön. So, very... Very like the way you said it. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Hello? Anybody out there? Anyone out there? Hello? Can you hear me? You know, I have to thank you about all those applauses and echoes. Echoes, 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 The Black Metal Project continues with some Mephisto and Sarcophago and Mayhem. There's lots to talk about about Mayhem. There's just too much violence and to talk about with this band. And you're going to have to look it up yourself. Mayhem. Go look up the Wikipedia page. There used to be on the Mayhem official website, the thetruemayhem.com, uh, there was a tab for the violent history of mayhem and it talks about the suicide of their singer in 91 who lived up to his na stage name which was dead and then there was the 1993 murder of euronymous by varg verkinis who uh, also goes by the name count grishnacht uh grishnock and uh, we're going to play, he went on to form Burzum. And because of the, let's face it, lenient laws, I'm going to go on a whole tirade about Burzum here. Um, not the band Burzum, but about Varg. Uh, and I'm going to have trouble playing Burzum later in this playlist because um, he's, not only is he a convicted murderer, 
but he's anti-Semitic and uh, uh, doesn't like Jewish people at all. And back to that, that's that's for later in the playlist, I guess. Um, I didn't realize how difficult this would be doing this uh, project. So <laughs> bear with me here. Um, so Varg killed Euronymous and stabbed him. And uh, at his trial, he when he got the sentence uh, of, I think, only 10 years, he just smiled in the courtroom like, yeah, I did it. And there's nobody, no, nobody can do anything about it. And, and people worship this guy. I don't, I don't get it. I, I, uh. Anyway, but this brings up the topic that I had discussed earlier a couple of days ago about, uh, and it's in the um, episodes, if you want to look up art versus artist. Um, how do you separate the artist from their art? Um, because so much violence took place. Can we justify listening to uh, such bands that see I don't know that I mean suicide is one thing but murder is another uh, and I'm just rambling on about mayhem they they really stir up a lot of emotions uh, because it's they were um, had ties to a string of Norwegian church burnings and good lord you're just gonna have to. <laughs> You're going to have to look it up yourself. There's there's too much. There's too much to go into and um, just mayhem. They were influential black metal band from Norway. That's all I have to say. <laughs> I think we should let Kiddo give his own um, synopsis of uh, mayhem and uh, Burzum and Varg and Euronymous and Dead and, and all the... The mayhem that mayhem created is truly disturbing. And uh, I have to admit, I, I like their music, but uh, I can't get past. it's. If I listen to it, I, I, as you can tell, um, I get uh, agitated about it. This talk about mayhem has stirred uh, this conflict within me about whether or not it's okay to li listen to certain bands or not. We're continuing this conversation about how to separate the artwork from an artist who is not necessarily a, uh, a stand-up person. Does that make sense? I don't know. Listen to these and maybe it'll make more sense to you. It really depends on the degree of quote-unquote evilness. I mean, shitting on his wife. <laughs> if I would stop listening to someone because of that, I probably wouldn't be listening to much music. So, yeah, that's something that I <laughs> separate very easily. Now, if the body of work of the artist is spreading evil ideas and this is not the religious evil this is the evil evil you know like in google's motto do not be evil or do not do evil something like that yeah so if an artist was spreading ideas that i do not ascribe to well then i wouldn't be listening to him anyway but let's just say for argument's sake 
that I grew up listening to an artist or reading an artist's body of work that I didn't at the time realize that it was, you know, not really what I could ascribe to, um, then it would shift my perspective both on the artist and on the artwork. So that's my separation of sorts. It really depends on the degree of quote-unquote evil and also on is... I'm sorry. And also if the artist is spreading those bad ideas through his work. Bad ideas such as misogyny, racism, hate speech, things like that, you know. Mm, I had a similar talk some years ago with a friend of mine and she was really uh, sad because one of her favorite authors was actually a neo-nazi and she found out that very later in life and then she went to read his work and she noticed that yes there were some nazi ideology and thoughts in the body of work and this was a writer not a musician but i think it also applies so that's an example and something that i also struggle with you know the separation i'm not the kind of fan actually i don't think i'm a fan of anything you know like a really hardcore fan but i'm not the kind of fan that goes and reads biographies and stuff like that so i am pretty much unaware of their personal lives and ideas unless they are very present in their work so when sometimes something comes up in the news about an artist that I like being spreading uh, hate speech etc I get really disheartened and for a while I stop listening and reading that author until it comes to a point that I decide to investigate it for myself and build up my own opinion on it and decide if I will stick with it or leave it. Thank you, Eloisa. Very insightful. And I once went to, I've seen this band a few times, uh, Watane, and they're a black metal band, and um, they play some pretty good black metal music. But unfortunately, uh, the singer at one time decided to do the Nazi salute on stage. And since then, I've stopped listening to that band, listening to Watain, and I've stopped going to see them in concert. And um, a friend of mine says that uh, they're not really Nazis, that it was just a joke, and it happened a long time ago, and probably not even when they were re even remotely famous. They're not famous now. I guess they are in black metal circles. But, um, but uh, yeah, I don't feel comfortable 
giving my money to a band that would give the Nazi salute on stage. So does that mean I stopped listening to their music too? Uh, I have. I did play one of their tracks uh, a couple days ago um, just to talk about this uh, topic. Where do I draw the line? Well, a Nazi salute is a really hard line for me, a really hard no for me, even as a joke even as a joke, because the whole argument, it's only a joke, <laughs> it's, uh, it's not really a valid one for me, regarding not only Nazi salutes, but other types of no-nos for me, so nope, 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 and definitely not giving my money to them. Nope. So imagine, I like Neil Gaiman a lot. If I knew that Neil Gaiman did a Nazi salute, I would not only stop uh, giving him my money, I would <laughs> take his books from my shelves. Yes, that's uh, something that um, uh, goes beyond uh, the limit and uh, it crosses the line. A Nazi salute on stage. Why would you do that? I don't. I don't know. But then I miss seeing them in concert and and smelling them in concert because <laughs> one of the things they they do. This is really disgusting, but it's part of their shtick. Uh, they would bring pigs' heads on stage, and they smelled awful. And they just last time I saw them. Uh, the, this is the world of heavy metal, folks. <laughs> or black metal, anyway. Uh, the roadie came out after they left the stage and he took his bare hands and th threw these pig heads off, off the stakes in the, on the stage that they were on and threw them in a garbage bag and just threw them in the back of the bus, I suppose. So... <laughs> But if that's not reason enough not to listen to a band, then the Nazi salute definitely is a reason not to listen to a band. So I don't listen to them anymore, and I encourage you not to listen to them either. I don't even listen to Pantera ever since Phil uh, came out and gave his Nazi salute on stage and said white power. And But there's people who still listen to Pantera and uh, Down. He's in another band called Down. I shouldn't give him publicity. But um, uh, Pantera's not that great. They're, they're all right. They were, they were good for when I was uh, in my early 20s. Anyway, don't listen to them anymore, even though they have some great music. Where do you draw the line? That's what we're asking. I'm sorry, kiddo. I uh, am not a fan of Burzum in any way. Convicted murderer and anti-Semite. I can't can't deal with it. I don't understand why so many people worship this ass. And uh, there are many, there's a whole, and if we're going to dig even deeper into this, there's a whole other poisonous part of black metal called NSBM, which is National Socialist Black Metal. And if you ask me, just because of his popularity, uh, Burzum is not uh, grouped in with NSBM, but he should be because he's just as bad as the uh, outright Nazi bands that uh, make make this music. Uh, I'm not going to play any of that. Sorry. Not gonna happen.
Uh, I'm not giving my three cents uh, to Varg on Spotify. <laughs> Let's just go and uh, continue the uh, Black Metal Project with some other bands that are on the list. We got Tormentor coming up next, and we're going to skip over Burzum and go right to Dark Throne. So Tormentor and Dark Throne. As I previously said... A Nazi salute is a hard no from me, and so is spreading the Nazi and anti-Semitic ideology and any kind of racist thing, actually. So, even if you played it, I wouldn't. Sorry, kiddo, but I'm not going to have myself associated with that kind of stuff and also promoting it. And... Also, not totally not giving my three cents from Spotify because I do have Spotify Premium. Not giving my three cents to that guy and to any of. I mean, when I first asked Rare Todd to do this in collaboration with me, he, he liked the idea so much and asked me for the list, and I gave the list to him. I didn't, it was so fast, I didn't have any time to search through Wikipedia every band that was on the list. And this is something that I wanted to do, but I was doing other stuff. And since Todd picked up on it and started it really, really fast, at first I, I even sent him some... Uh, private messages telling him to please, 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 pretty, please calm down a bit. You are over 9,000 on this project and I can't keep up. Um, next time that I will do a project, any kind of project that involves music or other art forms, but in this case, because it's a podcast episode, any kind of sound, I will, before I even give a list to Todd or anyone else, I will check it myself. So yeah, I may, I may lose some time and I may lose some momentum, but I'd rather lose that than associating myself with that kind of stuff. So here's my two cents, not three, two. Dear listeners, here follows an interruption to the Black Metal Project with Bear Todd and I. Listen. Eloisa, Eloisa, do I hear that you are talking about art without Miss Honey? Is that what I hear on this art versus artist thing? What is going on? I am so flabbergasted. Miss Honey. I am not cheating on you. Rare Todd started a conversation on his station about art versus artists in a quite specific context. And I know you listened to those segments that I echoed from his station before I replied to him. So why don't you go there and tap that yellow star on the station because he's a very cool guy and I think you will like his stuff. 
And why don't you join the conversation this way? You are talking about art as well in other places. Yes? Yes? Yes. Now I will get back to my black metal project that I am doing with Todd. Actually, Todd just went over 9,000 on me. <laughs> I can't keep up. Please send help. Okay, okay. Rare Todd, I know you're listening because obviously you're helping her out with this segment. So I'm going to let it pass, you know, because I am the art queen on here on Anchor. Me and Art Speak Radio, that is. Anyway, well, I would love to help you out with the, excuse me, the metal conversation. I can help you contribute if you'd like. I know a bunch about random metal music, uh, especially uh, this one band called In... Actually, I don't know if they're considered metal. Hold on. Yes, so I just confirmed this band. Uh, so as people should know, I used to be a film editor. I still technically am, but I don't like to say that anymore because I do, I want to do, and I do music more now. But I did this musical video, like three music videos for this band called In This Moment, which is a metal band. So I know a little bit about that, so I can share some interesting music like that. Uh. Miss Honey, I don't think that they are black metal. Uh, they are metal, yes, but I don't think they are black metal. And this episode that I'm making with Todd is about black metal. You know, I told you about it, that episode that I wanted to do for my brother with that playlist that he made <laughs> for it. I would like to not deviate much from that, or at least not deviate from... Um, black metal, but, and here's a thought and maybe just <laughs> yet another episode to plan and do. What about an episode and thought to come in on this? What about an episode about female vocalists on metal? Because I checked out uh, on YouTube, that band that Miss Honey works with in video, and I was amazed that it was a woman. I mean, I know there are a lot uh, of women doing metal, but the most, the majority of the metal that I know of are male lead singers so yes that was a really nice surprise and people do check them out listen to the previous segment where miss honey tells their name i think it's in this moment um do check them out on youtube because the videos are amazing and miss honey please share i know you do not want to talk about it but much but please share which vi videos you've worked on because wow wanted to apologize for freaking out earlier about uh, mayhem and burzum and all that but you can't talk about black metal without mentioning those bands and you just can't it's uh and it's uh, kind of a trigger spot for me so because I, I hate the fact that such a wonderful genre can be tainted by not moral characters 
Oh, Todd, no need to apologize. I think that this conversation about art versus artists regarding this specific theme was something that was very needed. Oh my God, Eloisa, so funny and rare, Todd, if you're listening, because I'm sure you are because you're doing black metal. Yes, of course, black metal, metal, completely different. I totally agree. But as I said to Eloisa before, this is all I know about metal. I don't know anything about black metal. So says Black Sabbath, would you consider them black metal? Um, but yes, so, so funny, Eloisa, that you chose that one song because I did that music video for them, The Big Bad Wolf. I also did Sex Metal Barbie, and I also did, and the third one is called Sick Like Me, which was all off their most, their second most recent album, Black Widow. Anyways, that is just too coincidental, Eloisa, that you chose one of the ones I edited. (laughs) So funny. Miss Honey, Miss Honey, Miss Honey, Miss Honey. Miss Honey? (laughs) Anyway, just being funny here. Black Sabbath, I will leave that answer to Todd because I am almost genre blind or subgenre blind. So to me, Black Sabbath is metal. Yes. Black metal, I have no idea. I think no, though. I think not, though. Yeah, Todd. Todd, where are you? Well, it's not here in this room because I'm in Portugal. So let's see if he listens to this and replies. Todd, please do call in and let us know. Yes, Black Sabbath is metal. They didn't know it at the time because it was 1968 when they uh, formed the year of my birth. And... Um, so they, not only were they influential, but, uh, that style of music became what is now known as heavy metal. That's my opinion. And some may disagree and say, oh, they're hard rock. But, um, I consider them the best metal band of all time. And, uh, definitely, uh, not black metal. Even though they have black in their name, they're still not black metal that came later but anyway um, I'm huffing and puffing because my daughter and I are taking a walk say hello magical unicorn Hi. <laughs> we're taking a walk around the block we just did some so I got cut off because I didn't hear the beeps this time it's usually when I should shut up is when I hear the beeps but I didn't hear them but anyway yes definitely heavy metal uh, ranking uh, above Iron Maiden and Judas Priest, that they are a close second. I think they are tied for second place. And that's pretty blasphemous for me to say, because usually you have to pick a side between Judas Priest and Iron Maiden. There's a big argument about who's better. But uh, I've come to the conclusion that they're both uh, equally good. But uh, Black Sabbath... <laughs> Black Sabbath tops them all. Hope that answers your question, Miss Honey. 
and uh, this is a great project. Let's keep it up. Okay, cheers. So of the slew of bands that I just played, I've actually seen a couple, a couple times, uh, Destroyer 666 and uh, Midnight. And uh, Midnight uh, is definitely a form of black metal. We can, we can argue about this for forever. But it's more black rock and roll. In fact, they have a really great song called Black Rock and Roll, which uh, I'm going to play because uh, it's excellent. I uh, saw, um, saw them a few times, and they wear these uh, black um, stockings, <laughs> black hoods over their faces. And uh, they're also quite uh, funny sometimes. Um, if you check out uh, the uh, online version of... Uh, satanic royalty there no 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 not that one it's the next album they have some wonderful stage banter and i'll let it go at that and destroyer 666 put on just an amazing show it was a small crowd but really enthusiastic uh, performance uh, by both uh, audience and um, band alike um, highly recommend them um, got one of their patches uh, on my uh, vest we are reaching the end of this episode about black metal but before that i will let you in on a conversation that miss honey was having with rare todd just a while ago why I say it's like harsh noise, I don't mean to uh, scroll past a few of the songs that you've played. It's just that it hurts my ears. Um, and I don't want to say that because I'm a musician. I really try to have an open mind to all music. But I just can't really get into it, to be honest. There are some songs that you've played that I've really liked, and I've added it to my Apple playlist to listen to again. Um, which I can't remember the names of all of them, but I will tell you later after you're done with all this. Um, but I really, I will say, I like the stories in their songs. I listen to the lyrics. I've read the lyrics because I can't really understand some of their screamo lyrics because their voices are so distorted. But I really like the visual uh, imagery that they create. And that's why I think it is so poetic and so wonderful which is a lot of the reasons why people don't think black metal is like that. So, you know, I mean, I think the visuals really need to be understood in the lyrics because that's really what I think the musicians are trying to paint is these wonderfully dark images. And I think they also do it like every single metal and black metal, especially uh, cover art for their albums. They always have wonderful images that so they really take time most of the time, unless it's like a black, like something simple with like a devil's horns. But a lot of the time they really take their time in creating their album art because they really want people to understand like where they are, where their lyrics are. And I think that a lot of metal music in general um, likes to create these images. So I really appreciate that about black, black metal. And I hope to really find some bands that I can listen to, where I can pull some music ideas from as a musician myself so thank you so much and i'm going to continue listening ray chan <laughs> miss honey thank you so much for the call-ins and participating in this project and uh i'd like to say that it's not for everyone and 
black metal is an acquired taste. So I don't uh, fault you at all for um, flipping through some of the uh, harsher tracks. There are definitely some harsh tracks in there. And uh, it's an acquired taste. I used to not like black metal. And uh, I slowly uh, developed a, um, a taste for it. In fact, I'll, I'll play some of my favorite uh, uh, black metal bands and see if they uh, are something you would also add to your iTunes library. Um, but yeah, the, the lyrics are um, very uh, visual, and you have to get past the growling and the screaming to uh, appreciate them. And I'm looking for the band, the metal band that that has lyrics that you can understand, because I think it would be even more evil <laughs> if you could understand the words. Uh, I don't understand the uh, the non not being able to hear the words. Uh, a friend of mine and I talked about uh, we're talking to someone else who said, hey, you can't understand what they're saying. I want to understand the words. And we just both laughed and said, she wants to understand the words. <laughs> so anyway, uh, thanks for calling in. And thanks, everyone, for listening to this project. And uh, take care. This has been the Black Metal Project with Eloisa and Rare Todd here on Anchor. Hey everyone, it's time to end the Black Metal Project. Ooh, kind of scared myself there for a second. I wanted to thank Kiddo and uh, her big sister Eloisa for uh, participating in this project. They both worked very hard and uh, put their, their heart and soul into it and it's been great. This has been the Black Metal Project in collaboration with Rare Todd. Thank you very much, Todd, for helping me with this project and for going the extra mile on this. Lulu, thank you very much for introducing me to Rare Todd, with whom I believe I will have more collaborations in the future. Miss Honey, thank you very much for your insights, it was very inspiring and we'll most likely do an episode about women on metal because of your call-ins. And I will also thank my brother for the episode idea and the sounds of the interlude, intro and outro. Last but not least, thank you very much Jacob from the Upward Spiral for the concern and the funny bits <laughs> I'm still laughing <laughs> about it uh, thank you very much for that and that's that's all I think this serves as both a thank you and a crediting bits for anyone listening outside Anchor Get the app! What are you waiting for? Join us! Join the fun! Be one of us! 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 Anyway, this has been the Black Metal Project and I am Ilvis Valdish and you have been listening to Trial and Error. <laughs>